0: You do realize that that cell phone, that smart speaker, pretty much your computer or any connected device is now being used to to spy on you. This is truth to ponder. With Bob Beerman. Ah, yes, welcome to the to the digital age where your devices now spy on you. And many of us, I'm sure many of you, saw it coming over the decades. This demand to become so connected, to do all your health by by teleconference, do our work via Zoom. In other words, We keep giving up our privacy, and we don't even recognize that we're giving it up. That's the world in which we live in today, the world of Google. I have several things that I want to share in the program today, but I want to start with the idea of how you are spied on, and maybe some of you never connected the dots, but I hope that you will, especially in light of the administration in charge in Washington, those that are in charge of the House of Representatives, those that are in charge, kind of, of the United States Senate, and the reprobates in charge of the Department of Injustice in Washington, D.C. The call has gone out. The clarion call is out there. Not that the they had to do much of anything to accommodate, but they really want big tech to be big brother. I mean, let's, let's be honest, Big Tech is now Big Brother. They did it in the name of, we want to make some big time dollars. And they have, in the billions upon billions of dollars. To give you an idea of how it all works, some of it's subtle, some of it is not so subtle. We have a, a small place up in the mountains of Georgia. And it has a little deck in the backyard, in the back of the house. And sometimes during the summer, you'd like to be able to sit out there, but you may get an occasional light sprinkle. So we started looking. I did a little quick look online to see what would it take to get a retractable awning. So in the event we're outside, instead of having to rush in, if it's just one of those little light showers that pass through in a couple of minutes, maybe maybe a little bit of a... uh, awning would help and sometimes in the morning because it faces more toward the north and east it'll be handy to keep the sun out of your eyes when you want to get up and enjoy coffee in the morning when the temperature is just so nice well so i went out there and i took a look online real quick to find out the various prices some things are ridiculously high some things may just meet the need fine i don't need a motorized one i'm not that helpless i can i can crank it up and down as needed so i'm thinking this may not be a bad idea so we took a i took about five ten minutes and just kind of popped out there to see who has them and a price range to see if it is even something that my wife and i can afford to do or if i'll need help in putting one up okay end of discussion Within an hour, I decided to check email. I decided to check, yeah, I do some Facebook. And there are all these ads for retractable awnings coming to my email box. Retractable awning information coming to Facebook. Isn't it amazing? We just talk about it. And that's happened to you, by the way, where a search was never done Online, And yet somehow, somehow, Facebook and others and Amazon seem to know exactly what I'm trying to buy and what I'm looking for. I think the biggest enemy we're going to face in the years ahead in terms of what it is, is artificial intelligence. It's not so bad that there is such a thing as artificial intelligence. What's bad is whose hands is that artificial intelligence in? In other words, who is setting the parameters? Who is deciding what words or key phrases to look for? And who gets that information once it is heard? Everybody oohs and ahs at Christmas time. When they go to stores like Best Buy and stack to the ceiling, are these Amazon Alexa devices? Let's be honest. Whether you want to believe it or not, they spy on you. Yes, they really do. Right now, they're programmed to to listen for things like like, "Honey, we need to buy a an outdoor awning for the back patio." And somehow, it connects you to somebody selling one. Understand, Google makes just piles of dollars in the billions from advertising. That's where they get their money, same as Facebook. And what makes them, when they sell it, not when you buy it, when they are selling it to a client at a much higher rate, is the fact that they can say, we can target a real, bona fide customer looking for your product. Now, if anybody's ever worked in sales, you'll understand the importance of a qualified lead. You don't want to go out and call on 20 people that have no interest in your product to find the one that does. If you're going out looking to talk to five people that are already wanting your product, well, you can make a sale. That's just that's just how sales work. I know it from many years ago. Being in the business, owned a radio station. You you get to learn what it takes to sell advertising and try to find a qualified buyer that needs your product. If somebody doesn't need your product, there's no sense trying to sell it to them. And for me personally, even in my younger days in sales, I would never sell advertising to somebody that I believed we could not help. I just couldn't do it because I knew two things. Number one, they'd be a short-lived account. In other words, if I sold advertising to somebody and I knew that this radio station couldn't help them, well, they're they're either not going to pay their bill, they're going to complain, they're going to cancel, and they're going to tell somebody else, hey, don't mess with that radio station. They don't give you any results. But if I find that person that I know can be helped and they advertise and they get results, well, they'll tell their friends, guess what? I used that particular radio station and did quite well. Word-of-mouth advertising, the best there is. But getting back to being spied upon. See, I get it when our IoT, Internet of Things stuff, is giving marketing information. I mean, how many home appliances do we need to have to, to be telling the world what we do? I mean, everything nowadays seems to have an app to go with it. By necessity, we have one of those smart thermostats up here at our place in Georgia because we're frequently not here. And we're home in Florida. It's a small place up here, but you want to know if something has gone wrong. If the heating system would break in the wintertime, you could have some issues in the house. So we need to have that protection along with an alarm system, which we do. And so you recognize anytime you do something like that, you're giving away a certain level of your privacy. But where do you draw the line? The problem is increasingly over the last 10 to 15 years, you don't have as much control on that line anymore. Your privacy is continually being compromised by the big tech corporations, the tech tyrants, the multi-billionaires, the elite class that look as you as just something to market for money. And frankly, they don't care what data they're selling to what client has got the cash in hand. I'm not too upset that the artificial intelligence From Google because I happen to use it. I normally don't, but I happen to use it this time yesterday to look for for awnings, for retractable awnings. It doesn't bother me too much that I'm using a free Google product. And I would expect that uh, Google is going to definitely track what I'm doing and saying. Listen, let me just stop right here. How many of you people use a Gmail account? How many? Or a Yahoo account? How many of you are using a free email service? There are a few exceptions, but how many are using a free email service from one of the tech tyrants? You do understand that when you signed up to get all that wonderful storage where you can hold 10 years of emails or more and it's free to use and they give you this wonderful interface you realize that when you signed up you agreed it's way down there in the fine print you agreed to let google read your email that's right they read all of your emails well people don't but computers do And they try to glean information from you about the things you're trying to accomplish in your life. Are you taking a vacation? Are you thinking about buying a new refrigerator or a car? Do you have some place you'd like to visit? Do you have a health issue that you're sharing? These things are being read by Google all the time. you've You've told them they can do it. So you have no recourse. But here's what's disturbing. The Biden administration, which is really the puppet administration, the puppet administration puppeteers want to know more about what you think politically. Notice that they want you to report on your family and friends if you think they're extremist (laughs) like I am or something. You know, people listen to truth to ponder. They must be extremist. We must track their every move. Every move you make, they'll be watching you. It's one of the beauties of radio. They really don't know what you're listening to. They really don't, unless you have a people meter on at the moment. There's nobody really listening to what you're listening to on radio yet. But I'm sure that day will come, too, when, when Alexa or Siri will be spying on what you're listening to. That day's coming. The Biden administration wants you to spy on your family and friends. And they're asking big tech to be a big help in this to help identify those, you know, conservative rabble rouser insurrectionists. We need to find them. Has it dawned on you? It has on me. Has it dawned on you yet? How many people are now in jail waiting for a trial or a court hearing sometime next year, all to do with the insurrection at the Capitol, even if they were nonviolent and hurt nobody? And how many Antifa people are walking free? How many people in New York City can beat somebody over the head with a baseball bat, throw acid on them, and they're allowed no bond? They're allowed to have no bond and just walk out. We have a system of justice that is intentionally, by the reprobate minds of those in charge, trying to destroy this country from within. Every socialist or communist revolution started by rotting the nation from the inside out to cause extreme unrest. And the unrest would permit tyrants to then say, I can fix it. Hitler used the economy of Germany as a way to gain power. After all, it took a wheelbarrow of, of German marks to go out there and buy bread. And he promised to fix it. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in Germany. 80 years, 100 years, 150 years. The same playbook of Satan is always being used. It never changes. So how much of your information have you given up? What kind of TV shows do you watch? What websites do you visit? See, there are prying minds at the Department of Injustice, at the White House, at the DNC that want to know. They want to know what they're up against. How many of you are like me and very vaccine hesitant? And for good reason. Somebody shared with me a story. And if you know me, I don't take any story that somebody shares with me at face value. A lot of a lot of news organizations, a lot of people have been burned. There'll be this great sounding story and everybody will rush out there to be the first online, the first on the air with this great breaking story. And then a few days later, you find out that it was not true. And some people have said, well, Bob, didn't you hear about this or that? Why didn't you share it? And I I go, because I can't verify it yet. There's a lot of things people send me. Well, one of my listeners, I looked this morning as I got my email and shared with me a radio program that had a story gateway pundit which can sometimes be very over the top but there's often a good gem of truth if you look hard and the claim was made and I'm try it's coming together I'm not 100% sure and I'll explain why here in just a second that perhaps last week we had more people die of taking the vaccine than died of covid Let me repeat that. According to the headline, and I'm still trying to get it all together and I'll explain where the issues come in from my experience working in emergency management. We have a number of 2,000 some odd people that apparently have died from the vaccine in the last week. According to the VIRS reporting system, which may be undercounting by a lot compared to COVID-19 deaths. The problem is going to be and this is where it gets a little dicey. Sometimes the death certificates coming in from many counties, not the VIRS reporting system, but in many counties may be delayed a day or two or a week. And so the numbers of people that died is exceptionally low in the week, which means there are more still to come. But it still is possible that the numbers is going to be extremely close to each other, I don't think it's going to be a massive difference. Whether at the end of the reporting period when things stabilize, will that concept that there were more vaccine deaths than alleged COVID deaths. By the way, in looking at the CDC site, and as many of you know, I worked in emergency management, so I actually go to these sources to look. They're very funny in the way they put things out there. They don't have a strictly COVID-only death grouping. They have it for influenza and other things. But they have COVID involved, or PIC, pneumonia, influenza, COVID. They have all kind of ways to add COVID to a death so it can be eh, basically hyped up higher than it really is. I mean, if you have the symptoms, which are basically flu symptoms... And maybe you had one of those phony PCR tests that were positive somewhere in the last six months. Well, you're, you're COVID. You can have a motorcycle accident and be COVID. That's just how it works. So right now, I can't verify the story 100%. But truthfully, unless they try to manipulate data or where you don't really see it is clear, where most people just glot. Listen, too many people just grab the soundbite and headline and run with it. And if you start listening to this program, you'll learn that I don't do that. If I tell you something, you can take it to the bank. By the way, this is Truth to Ponder. And I keep forgetting, should have paused a few moments ago to welcome a new radio station online in Delta, Utah, K-Y-A-H. And I hope that I can hear from somebody In Utah. Be the first to let me know you heard the program. Easy way to do it. By the way, this is just a little one-man operation. I am not some big corporation. I'm not some big monstrous outfit. This is me, a microphone, and my life experience sharing with you things that I hope can help you as we navigate these perilous and very strange times. The worldview, of course, is totally Christian and unashamedly so, just so you know. But I will let you know exactly what I think and I will pull no punches. You can email me direct at bob at truth the number two ponder.com. Our website, by the way, is truth the number two, the word ponder.com, truth 2 ponder.com. And my direct email to me only, nobody else, is bob at Truth, the number two, ponder.com. We use our own private company that uh, has taken good care of my email needs for over 20 years. And as far as I can tell, there's nobody really spying on my email. But they're spying on my Gmail. That's why I use Gmail as my throwaway account. I'm forced to have a couple of Gmail accounts for th- certain things that I do, and they're they're my throwaway accounts. If I want to have junk mail, hey, I give you my Gmail account. We need your email. Oh, yeah, use this one. So if artificial intelligence is reading my email, all they're seeing is a you know basically ninety percent of it or more is just junk mail and spam mail and trash mail. And porn mail, whatever you know, they try to send to you, it's all coming to the Gmail account because that's what they deserve, just the garbage mail. I very seldom use my Gmail account for anything important, and I'm trying to get people that still have that from years ago to use some other ones. I even have a Proton mail account for a little bit more security. It's going to be increasingly hard to do. I'm telling you, it's going to be very hard to do going forward. Listen. Too many devices have got your number, like your phone. Like I said, smart speaker, smart televisions, all kind of devices have all kinds of information they're gleaning from you. Hey, I want to get streaming TV. It's a little cheaper. Yeah, it is. And everybody will know what you are watching. Because that smart TV works in two directions. I mean, this is the best way that an advertiser can know if they hit the people they wanted to hit. Or how many people saw, hopefully unless they left the room, how many people are they reaching with their their announcement? Listen, I I understand marketing to the point that I'm not uh, paranoid about information that gets out there. What I'm concerned about, not so much paranoid, what I'm concerned about, is how much information are they getting involved with that they really have no business owning. And the truth is, these tech tyrants in particular are learning too much about us. I don't think that in 1990, for example, let's say 1991, let's go back 30 years ago, how many companies knew how much money you had in the bank? (laughs) Just the bank and you. And whoever you told. Today, I am convinced that a lot of people know how much money you have. Your ability to pay certain bills, which is why you get teaser ads for things like mortgages and finances and new cars. Once again, big tech is providing the service of pre-qualifying the lead. And in one regard, I don't have a huge problem with it. if it's done properly, to say, you know, this Bob Bierman guy might be a good candidate to buy a car. I don't mind the fact they can figure out that my car probably has around 100,000 miles on it. Doesn't bother me that much. Or that I pay my bills. That doesn't bother me. And so in qualifying that way, it doesn't disturb me too much. Just as it would be wise for a company to know that somebody who never pays their bills, uh, who has cars repossessed, is not going to be a great customer for a new car or a late model used one. I I understand that. I, I can deal with that in the world in which we live. But calling what I believe as a Christian as somebody that would be considered on the conservative side of the political spectrum not necessarily left or right per se i'm not a leftist and i'm not sure if i'm an extreme rightist either because both seem to have their issues i'm pragmatic and my politics flow from my faith not the other way around in other words i i i don't my my, my faith in christ is not subjected under my political beliefs. It's the other way around. My political beliefs are in 100% submission to the Word of God. When I vote for somebody, I'm voting for their policies, not their personal flaws or personal claims to greatness. That's the best we can do in the world in which we live. So... This ministry, and like I say, I, I didn't really plan on harping on this security issue. But too much of our life is now in the world wide web. Talking to somebody in the family just about a week ago, and they're talking about how great it is to have streaming television. We don't we don't need to pay that, you know where they live at because they can't get decent over the air. They're saying, we don't have to get cable. We don't need to have, uh, we we don't need a satellite dish. Don't need any of that. We can stream it online and we can choose a la carte what we want to watch. And it'll save money. But once again, you're putting all your eggs in the internet basket. And I find that extremely troubling. Well, why would you say that, Bob? I mean, you know, rain, rain fade can bother your satellite. Yeah, I know. Somebody with a trencher can upset my cable TV, if you have cable TV. I get it. But as a general rule, governments can very easily shut down what you are viewing or seeing or getting from the Internet. The Internet now is the huge target. It's the big target of the enemies of this nation and the enemies of your soul. I'm serious. Look at Cuba. What's the first thing they cut off down there when people began to rebel against their tyrannical, evil, socialistic, communistic state? They turned off the Internet. So people can't share information to control them, to shut them down. Don't think for one minute that the Biden administration, Garland Merrick of the Department of Injustice, and the reprobates that are now entrenched in the bureaucracy that is the United States of America today, don't think for a moment that they will not start restricting content or unplugging content. The tech tyrants are already doing it on behalf of the Biden administration because they want to buy in to being like the elite during Hitler's day. You know, these companies like BMW did very well during the days of Hitler. So did Porsche. So did Bayer, the company that makes Bayer Aspirin. All these were collaborators with Hitler to be among the wealthy cocktail set elite of the day. For money, they sold out their country and their people. And guess what? Big tech's already doing it to you today. Don't you see it? The billionaires of today that got wealthier during the pandemic, like, oh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, well, you've heard of him. Amazon. Yes, Amazon. They Their profits went up massively because of the pandemic because... Governments all over the country were shutting down small business and putting them out in the streets and killing them off. Destroy that little business. Throw out their employees. Shut down that restaurant. Let them be dependent upon the government. May that business never come back. May the obedient ones, the favored ones, will survive. And everything delivered to your door. World Economic Forum. If you've never heard of it, you need to. It's not some offbeat screwball little operation with a nut job at its helm, even though there is a nut job at the a nut job at the helm. Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Even President Trump attended out there in Davos, Switzerland, back when he first became president. World leaders bow down to the altar of Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab says that by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. We have a few things to share on the other side of the break. If you're a new listener, especially on KYAH, let me know. Go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. Here we are, almost at the middle of the month of July. This year is flying by. And so many of you have been able to help support this ministry I'm an un- I'm an unpaid employee, just to make this very clear. There's nobody paid in this operation. There's no cars or benefits being paid for in this operation. It's strictly to keep the program on the air where you can hear it, especially on shortwave. That's where the real massive, that's like 90 some odd percent of it all right there shortwave is a huge deal to me. And I believe that it'll become eventually, and I'm going to talk about some technical things, not really technical, just a couple of things, you know, how to, we, we, even the shortwave stations, too many of them depend strictly on the internet to get their content. Well, we got to get, we have to, I'm working on workarounds right now. There's some things, what would happen if suddenly the the Internet was hacked by, I don't know, Russians, Chinese, Ukrainians, the Biden family. What if it got hacked and you couldn't um, send email or you couldn't send a file by an FTP? What would happen if if the Internet went down? <laughs> what would happen to your banking? What would happen to everything? What would happen to your TV streaming that you thought was such a big deal? We'll talk about that on the other side. If you believe in what we're doing, the website, truth2ponder.com, you can support us from there. Our mailing address will be here for a couple of months in Georgia, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, that's our secure box, number 263, Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code
1: 30537. This is... Is truth to ponder with Bob Beerman. Abraham Lincoln and Charlie Brown. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, in a particular Peanuts comic strip, Charlie Brown was asked if he'd like to have been Abraham Lincoln. Well, now, he answers, I'm having a hard enough time just being me. One believer made a similar observation. Put it this way. When I die, I will not be asked, why were you not St. Paul or Luther or this or that great leader in the church? I'll be asked, why were you not yourself? And so it's written, I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me. Notice it says I, not somebody else. Only I can do all the things that God has called me to do. Nobody else can fulfill my calling, nor can I fulfill the calling of anybody else. You see, God made you precious and unique. Each person in God's image is precious and unique. So when you try to be somebody else instead of yourself, you become a second-rate imitation. When you try to fulfill somebody else's calling, you end up doing a lousy job of it. When you try to be somebody else instead of yourself, you actually sin against God because God didn't make you to be somebody else. If he made you to be somebody else, you'd be somebody else and you wouldn't be you right now. But if you are you and you're sure you're you, then the holiest thing you can do is be the best you, the most godly you, the most righteous you and on fire for the Lord you, you can be and you can be because it's written, I can do all things through Messiah who strengthens me you can, but nobody else can do it for you, not for your life, nor can you do it for theirs, so forget about what everybody is doing and you focus on being faithful to God's calling for your life, be yourself in his grace and your life instead of ending up a second rate imitation, will be a first rate original now, how often do you get offered something priceless, wonderful life-changing and free here goes right now sapphires it's as precious as it sounds guaranteed to help give you life and walk of joy and victory and the incredible mystery of the temple doors you'll love it it's priceless and it's free how do you get it easy just remember Jesus' real hebrew name yeshua and dial it just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1 that's it you'll be so blessed but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1 I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy, at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, it's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be you, my friend, and Messiah, or HaOlam, the light of the world.
0: This is truth to ponder with bob bierman and welcome back to part two of the program truth to ponder and i'm your host bob bierman want to just take a moment as i begin this segment to thank the number of you the number of you that have been contacting me in the recent days starting last week i kind of put a push out and i'm going to keep doing it for a little while longer just to let me know you're listening I'm not asking you to write me a letter and send me money I'm not asking for that If you can, that's wonderful But it's important for me to know how you are listening And from time to time, I do this Now, I didn't even anticipate being on a new radio station But so we are The opportunity came And we're delighted to, to be here for a while to see how this works out but most important, been hearing from people that I've never heard from before. And just just do it by email. You can also do it from the website if it's easy. By the way, any of the messages you send from the website also come only to me. <laughs> Remember, there is no truth to ponder office staff. There is no annual office party or anything. It's, it's just me. And so when you... Send me an email or use the website. I'm the recipient. And I've been appreciating the number of emails I'm getting. I'm getting emails from some new areas of the country that I haven't heard from much before. One of the areas we have not had very good reach in the past has been farther out west. And hearing from places like Arizona, New Mexico means the world to me and many of you are listening there via KVOH at 9975 kilohertz from Simi Rancho Valley in California, north of Los Angeles. That's Voice of Hope Radio, Christian outfit that I have a great respect for and have dealt with for quite a while. I'm hearing from parts of the southeast I haven't heard from before either. And some individuals have said it is actually from KVOH into Texas and even into the western part of Louisiana. Florida is a place that, even though we broadcast out of Florida, the very nature of shortwave, it kind of skips over the housetops. And I now have people in Florida that can hear KVOH at 9975 at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. 10 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. in the Mountain Time. And if you can pick it up in California, it's 8 o'clock local time on the Pacific Coast. We're also getting a little bit of feedback from farther in the northwest on 5950 kilohertz. And that is exciting to hear. And, of course, we're hearing from a lot of the places I would kind of expect to hear based upon just the two frequencies we are on uh, primarily most nights 5950 and 9395 we're on 5850 two nights a week i wish it was more maybe more we're working on it and maybe some other frequencies and of course we're getting a lot of response out of michigan and and that thrills me to death michigan is one of those states i i have friends that live in michigan i have friends that are from michigan I have never been to the upper peninsula of Michigan. I've been to you can imagine where. And and so I'm told that much of Michigan is a beautiful state and I really believe it from the pictures that I've seen and the quality of people that write me. And and I feel so sorry for those people living in Michigan under your female dictator by the name of you know Gretchen Whitmer who is the Corona queen of lockdown.
1: I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too.
0: <laughs> One of the things that stood out about Gretchen Whitmire in Michigan, along with Newsom in California, along with uh, Andy Cuomo, St. Andrew Cuomo, the pious of New York, a- and many others, those that impose the harshest lockdowns and destruction of their states didn't do any better than those that uh, didn't lock down and destroy their economies. No difference. One of the things we talk about on this program, and and I want to, for new listeners, and a lot of you have, are just hearing me for the first time on this program and don't know who I am. I'll tell you more about who I am over the days ahead for first time listeners and why I do this program. My background, I'll give you this much. I got into the radio business way back when I was still a little youth, back in 1971. I really celebrate this fall 50 years of actually getting a paycheck in the radio business. It helped me pay my way through school. It helped me being a newlywed with a family. I moved from being on air to engineering. The Lord got a hold of my life in a very dramatic way at a young age. So as I got older, the Lord wanted me to serve him in a greater way. I got away from being on air, engineering, major market, then a manufacturer of equipment, and then I went to a Bible college for a long time. Ended up also in ordained ministry. Very quick story. I'm not going to share any detail right now. We'll save that for another day for the new audience. Many of you have heard it that are regular listeners. Lost my first wife to cancer in 2004. My life went into a turmoil for quite a while after. Ended up walking away from ministry and even a lot of my radio work for quite a while. And took a job in emergency management as a public information officer never expecting that job to grow into training opportunities, planning uh, drills and exercises for first responders. And so I was called out of retirement not that long ago last year during the COVID-19 response. So this pretty much because of that time that I spent dealing with the numbers we were given, the dashboards I could look at, started really questioning what was going on as we got into May of last year. Now, all this time, I have been doing, since 2015, a weekend radio show that was called, at the time, Your Weekend Show, where we talked about life and issues and everything else in between from a distinctly Christian worldview. And so... I started looking at everything we were being told. I was actually working in a different state and city than I had prior because a person I had worked with was now the director in that new location and wanted to get his old team together for this massive, what we were told, crisis. Now, to give you an idea of why I think the way that I do and why I am so hesitant about much of what we're being told, unless they're lying about some of the things they're not telling us. Here's the problem. Let's go back to the end of February, early March of 2020. I have now signed on to do this work. I'm now looking at numbers, and I am told that I'm going to be helping to prepare the people and also in some of the planning work. I had kind of two hats to wear. That this particular county should expect to have 3,000 people die by the time we get into sometime in July. In other words, when we hit the months of March, April, May, and June, 3,000 people, 750 a month, something like that, are going to die in this county. Now, that's a lot more than normally would die in the course of a full year. And you figure you've got eight point something deaths per thousand per year of all causes on average in that particular area. When you look at the population there, you would expect that around... 27 to 2,800 people would die in that county in the course of a normal year. Adding 3,000 COVID-19 deaths of people just like you remember the video from China people walking down the street and oh, 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 grabbing their, 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 their throats and falling over dead and then the hazmat people running to scoop up the body. That's the kind of stuff that we were all being exposed to. And Dr. Fraud, commonly known as Dr. Fauci, the father of the virus, the wizard of COVID. Yeah, do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. You ungrateful creatures, think yourselves lucky. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has spoken. So let me take you back to, oh, sometime in March of 2020. I am now working out of state staying in this big hotel, almost by myself, just a couple of other contract workers there. This is prior to the 15 days to flatten the curve. We have been spending the last, I think, 10 to 14 days, literally working seven-day weeks, preparing for this onslaught of death in this particular county. I'm not going to tell you where. Some of you know, but I'm not going to because I told people that I would not make a big deal of where I was at. You can figure it out. But the key was we were preparing for all these people to die in a matter of three, four, maybe five months. This is, this is the alarmist stuff that prompted the 15 days to flatten the curve, to keep the hospitals from being overwhelmed. To make it possible, we're not talking 3,000 would die over the next five years. We were talking 3,000 would die in the not too distant future because we were going to be just overwhelmed and the death and case rates would rise geometrically. Well, we prepared for such activity. A lot of money was spent leasing refrigerated trucks. Finding morgue space, finding overflow hospital space for those that are not critically ill. And a way to keep those that are infected away from the most vulnerable and the elderly. And so I started in good faith. Remember, this is all new territory for all of us. What did we know? We start, we did our job. And as we got into April, these numbers are rising, but not near as quick as anybody had been telling us. And we have all this stuff ready to go, but we're not needing it. I got into May and I remember getting up one morning early, getting ready to go to the emergency operations center. And I'm just kind of having a moment of prayer, literally saying, Lord, what's going on here? What is happening now? And I just heard this one loud voice saying, go home. Go home. And so I went to work, looked at the calendar and said, "Okay, I'm going to wind up my work this week. In other words, keep keep my promise of the contract. And I said, you know, I'm going to this was like a Monday. I said, listen, I'm going to finish up. Friday, maybe into Saturday, if needed to any reports that are left. And I said, I'm just going to walk away from this for now. You don't need me. We're not getting the number of infections. People are not dying in the streets left and right like they were showed us in that stupid video out of China. In other words, what we were being told would happen was not happening. Yet the CNNs of this world, even Fox News at the time and others, just pumping us full of fear. COVID's going to kill you. And then came the face mask stuff about the time that I was leaving. I remember talking to a very trusted physician friend saying, what is the what is the usefulness of wearing a face mask? And he said, I don't get it while they're even recommending it unless there's something strange we don't know about. It's been thought about for the flu, but it doesn't work. And a flu virus and a coronavirus are tiny itty bitty viruses, trillions of which wouldn't be the size of a teardrop. In other words, it's kind of like putting up a chain link fence to stop a mosquito or a or a gnat or something like that. It doesn't really work. And even the emails of Dr. Fauci himself prove that as a doctor, who at one time went to medical school, who at one time probably kept up with all the research, already knew that decades of research had proven the same thing. Yet suddenly, after all these years as a as a physician, a researcher, in charge of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases, suddenly... What he knew about masks, he threw out the window for politics, and suddenly everybody needs to wear a mask. Your mask protects me, and my mask protects you. Make it a guilt trip. How many times did I hear that on a grocery store speaker? Your mask protects me, and my mask protects you. So wear a mask when in our store. We finally have real studies that have come out in recent weeks. That pretty well prove what we already knew last year, the year before, and 10 years ago. A mask is of no value. It is statistically can't be seen to show any benefit. None. Especially for the wearer. So many people run around with their face diaper on their face, believing firmly it is keeping the COVID virus away. And they take the vaccine so they can take off the mask. That's why a lot of people lined up to get the COVID-19 gene therapy which is not a vaccine. And why did they do it? They want to be able to go shopping again without a mask. They want to go to a restaurant, maybe maybe a ball game or a movie. They want their life back. For over a year, people especially in states run by Democrats in particular have endured extreme hardship, lockdowns, isolation, high suicide rates, and a deluge of nonstop fear from their leaders. You know, the ones that say, you have to wear a face mask or you're going to die, yet they don't mind going to restaurants when they think you're not looking and taking off their mask. Look, the other day, we all saw it, many of you did, The cowards from Texas that don't want to face passing a bill, the Democrats in Texas, what have they done? They hop on a chartered airliner with, you know, they bought beer on board. And they're all sitting shoulder to shoulder in their seats with big smiles on their faces as they fly to Washington, D.C. without a face mask. Did you see that? Now. If I got on, oh, I don't know, United Express, which I had to twice, or American Airlines, I did that at least once in the last less than 12 months, I've got to wear a face diaper. Not even a face gaiter anymore. No, it's got to be the choke you out of oxygen face diaper. And if I don't, I'll be hauled off the plane and forbidden to fly. I'll be put on a no-fly list as some kind of a terrorist because I have the corona and I'm going to kill everybody on board by breathing on them. This is the insanity fear that we've ginned up over COVID-19. Now, I tell you right up front, can people die of this? Yes. they can. Die. People can die of a lot of things. But is, is it going to kill the mega millions we were told we're going to die in the United States? Look, we were told like 3 million or more were going to die last, by last year, in the summer, or by the fall at the latest. They're fudging numbers to get it to around 600,000 a year later. 3 million people didn't die by July of last year and I doubt if 600,000 really died of only coronavirus, they were knocked down walking down the street or in the grocery store because somebody that wasn't wearing a mask just made them die on the spot. Didn't happen. This is the kind of insanity. Now you've got the studies are out that say several things. Number one, children are not super spreaders, though the Oh, National Education Association and teachers unions think that your little child is a killer. He's going to kill the teachers. We must have critical race theory in our schools. That'll solve the corona problem. I can't figure that one out, but that's kind of what they're saying. We're not coming back until your kid has got a face diaper and we're teaching them critical race theory. Get your kids out of the public indoctrination centers. They'll destroy the mind. We'll talk about that tomorrow, probably. This world has gone nuts. You got Fauci saying, well, we need to have all the kids wear a face mask when they go back to school. What is he wanting to do? Why does he want to destroy your children? Why does he want to ruin their minds? Why does he want to destroy their health? Why does he want to break their spirit? Because Fauci the fraud, Fauci, the father of the virus, along with Dr. Burks at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, along with Peter Dazak of the Eco Health Alliance, those three Musketeer rats worked with China on illegal gain of function and figured a way to circumvent the law. All three should be under arrest in orange jumpsuits, awaiting for trials on mass murder, not running around as the authority on how to stop this virus. The fact the Biden administration, you know, Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, doesn't matter. Last year was distancing himself very quickly from Fauci. You stop seeing him. Biden has bought him back. Fauci Redo Part 2 Fauci is spending his time keeping us in fear desperately trying to cover his tracks and lying about it of his involvement with this virus they try to make you believe in the impossible that somehow this phony vaccine is better than our body's immune system which is a bunch of baloney it's all fake fraud and nonsense. Fauci needs to be fired, then arrested. Fired and arrested. I don't care which order. Instead of chasing down people that were at the Capitol, and I don't want to hear, when Biden gets up there, I'm sorry, President Biden. And I will call you President Biden because that's what you technically are, even though the I think the election numbers were skewed and stolen, but... That's tomorrow's program, maybe maybe Friday. Talking about, even during the Civil War, the Capitol was not breached. Well, during the Civil War, they very rarely were ever in session. Why bother to breach an empty building? And let's go back to the 1950s when people actually got shot and killed at the Capitol. Only person killed at the Capitol this go-round was Ashley Babbitt, an Air Force veteran shot by a plainclothes, unnamed, I've seen the video, Capitol Hill policeman, that if he had done that in any other city in the United States, CNN would be demanding his name, his family, they would want to dox him and literally, you know, burn his house down with him in it. But because it's a Trump supporter, he's a hero. And because one of the Capitol Hill policemen died of a stroke, nothing to do with anything from the day before, He's put in the Capitol Rotunda as a hero by Phony Nancy. We'll talk about all of this tomorrow. Listen, it's a new program for some. Mailing address is Truth Ponder, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, and our zip code 30537. Check out our website. Let me know you're listening. It's important. I'm just trying to figure out to make sure we're on the stations we need to be. Until tomorrow, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth2ponder.com. That's
1: truth2ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth. In a darkening world.